0: He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now, from a, a guest experience and just understanding who your guest is. And then, when you know who your guest is, and you realize that you're not for everybody, that allows you to just think through each stage of that guest journey. And like, okay, so knowing this this guest, what do they want? What are they looking for at this moment in their guest journey? What are they looking up for over here? You know, after they say, what are they? What would resonate with them? And You know, I think it's just understanding who your guest is, what your positioning is, and really just knowing how to, you know, implement that at each stage and understanding where those key points are.
1: All right, Nathan, another minute with minute. And my question is not only am I a remote manager, but I'm not the most tech savvy. How easy is it to install a minute sensor into my property? Good question, Will. We've made the software in such a way that we hope it's really easy for
0: almost anyone to install. If you've installed any sort of other electronic device in the past, like a Google Home or Alexa or something, then you should have no problem installing minute. From the physical installation standpoint, there's a magnetic plate with a 3M adhesive on the back, so it's literally as easy as peel and stick in most cases. You can affix it with a screw if you need to. Most of our users don't. And then as far as installing the actual device within our system, it should take you just a few minutes, and it's essentially just
1: connecting it to Wi-Fi, giving it a name, and a few other details, and you're good to go. I love it. Super simple and to the point, as we like it. Another minute with minute folks. And now back to the episode. All right. The one and only legend of hospitality, Jeremy Wells. Welcome to the podcast. How are we doing, my friend?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me.
1: Of course. Of course. You know, this is. I wish the podcast listeners who have been around for the last five, four, maybe even three years could see through my eyes for like maybe a second because I remember getting started in 2018 and then I see your name pop up and I see a couple of like I used to listen to the fuel hotel marketing podcast and you know there's a lot of podcasts that kind of started around the same time and it's just crazy to me to see how full circle it can come from a hotel management you know or hotel manager starting a podcast and then seeing your guys's face and names and longitude and all the stuff that you guys were doing so now having on the show, it just is really cool. So I want to share that with the audience because I think it's a, it's a fun geek out moment to see like the longevity of the, the show and then also the people you meet along the way that like you would expect to have on sooner, but it doesn't line up. So now it's like, the first time. so anyways, that's my ramble of the morning as I'm pretty caffeinated. But Jeremy, for the listeners who don't know you, haven't gotten to see your journey through my eyes, watching online and kind of through our mutual network, can you give us a background of who you are, what you do, and a little bit of the story, kind of uh what got everything started for you in hospitality?
0: Yeah, definitely. I'll try to make it quick. I, you know, Midwester, born and raised in uh the Ozarks in Missouri. You know, I always had a, you know, a design eye and artistic slant to everything that I did growing up. So that kind of catapulted me right out of high school into the design field. I got Really involved in you know various agency roles as creative director. I got into user experience design for about ten years uh, or so in my early in my career. That's right when you know iOS development and e-commerce and mobile apps and all of that uh, started taking shape. So I kind of rode that way for a while. Worked for a lot of great agencies and uh, worked on a lot of cool projects through that time. That was my entrance really into kind of user experience thinking in kind of the methodology and the approach and the, you know, considering the, you know, psychographics, demographics, decision-making from a customer standpoint, more in the digital space and online space. But back in 2018, I left an agency that I was working for remotely. They were based in New York. And I had always had this itch to, you know, the entrepreneurial itch, that' I'd never really scratched it. So, you know, 2018, I was, you know, I decided to go forward with it run full steam ahead. I had met Dustin Myers who's who founded Longitude, you know, a year or two prior to that and we just started having some conversations in 2018 and realized we were, you know, aligned in a lot of ways with our goals and where we wanted to go and what we wanted to do and the projects we wanted to be working on and so we just decided to partner up and so I joined as a partner at Longitude. That was, you know, my first jump into the hospitality space and at the time You know, we were primarily focused on restaurants and food and beverage and doing a lot of work in that space. And over the course of about 18 months, we kind of pivoted slightly, but really just opened up our purview of hospitality into a broader sense, encompassing not just food and beverage, but hotels, resorts. And really even over the years, even outside of hospitality, you know, clients were attracting our, you know, multi-family, mixed use developments, other types of retail spaces, and it all really centers around this idea of guest experience and placemaking. And, you know, a lot of the similar concepts that started really in, in hospitality, when you're talking about a guest and a hotel, and that Journey, you know, are translating into other um, industries and categories, which I, I think is really fascinating. And it's just afforded us some really fun opportunities to work on things outside of hospitality or a traditional hospitality, but also infuse hospitality thinking and guest experience design into a lot of the projects we work on. So that's where we're at today. And like you mentioned, 2020, I think was a, a huge learning year for us as, as it was everybody, you know, kind of learning what we like, what we don't like, where we need to change, where we need to stay the same and making some tough decisions through that. And, you know, that was the same year I published through longitude, the, the future hospitality, we launched our podcast, future hospitality podcast. And just really started digging our heels in even deeper into hospitality when a lot of people took that chance to kind of, you know, try something new and get out of the industry. Uh, we decided to dig our heels even deeper. And I think it's, you know, paid off and been a good investment for us.
1: Yeah, you and me both. You and me both. I, I'm curious, you know, where do you gravitate more towards since that you're not only an author once, you have two books. and We can talk about, I think it's what, called Indie Hotel? In, yep. Yes, Indie Hotel, which you published this year. And, you know, I'm curious from the audio medium to the written medium, where do you feel like you gravitate towards more?
0: I'm I'm definitely more of an, uh, as far as like what I create, I'm more of a writer. I like to write down. That's kind of how my books have evolved is just as I learn, as I read, as I consume other podcasts and other things I'm learning, I just write down everything. And then, you know, I, I like to, take thoughts and ideas that I'm gleaning from other people and like put my own spin on it. And, you know, I write inside articles through longitude and publish those, you know, I write just personal notes and ideas and then I kind of turn those into, into both articles. And then eventually, you know, a lot of those articles have kind of morphed into an outline for books. So that's kind of how my books have evolved too. is just, you know, taking, I really just start with an outline and kind of a concept of what I, the, the message I want to convey outline it, and then just start plugging away, filling in content. Future Hospitality was my first. It was more focused on kind of how we bridge the gap between uh, brand strategy, brand development at an agency, and then bridging the gap to the guest experience and how that manifests and is implemented in the real world for hotels, resorts, and hospitality brands. And then indie Hotel, which was published, as you mentioned, this year, was more focused on the the product type of just independent hotels and uh, it's kind of a a a love letter so to speak to indie hotels and just talking about the history of them how they've grown why people are you know moving towards independent hotels more out more and more frequently and i also touch on you know the pros and cons of a chain or franchise versus an independent i don't i i do my best not to disparage chains or soft brands or anything like that because i mean there's definitely a purpose for those and there's benefits to those from an owner perspective, but I just loved ND mindset. And I think, you know, it's the most exciting for me personally. So it was kind of a my uh, best effort at putting that together and sharing it with the world.
1: I think most of the listeners of this pod know I'm not the best reader, definitely not the best writer. I definitely, definitely use ChatGPT for a lot of my stuff uh, these days, just getting not all of it mostly grammarly now but you know the the audio medium has been so special for me but I've always kind of envied the writers and the readers of the world right where you have the patience to go through that process whether it's writing or reading and you know I haven't read your books but definitely adding them to to my cart today I'm very curious in the sense of you know getting to hear your story your your books have been integrated into the Cornell curriculum So how does that really, like, I, the question I'm trying to form out of this is, is basically that's gotta mean something, right? Like that's gotta mean something special to you. Like uh, you said, the indie hotel was a love letter, right? So how did that make you feel? What has kind of been the ripple effect from having these thoughts and words in your head to then on paper to then now being taught and teach to hopefully the next generation of hospitality entrepreneurs that that come in and maybe look at the, our industry a little bit differently. Uh, I would love to know just like, where do you, where does your mind go with all of that?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, to your point, I think there are a little bit of, of me when they first reach out when um, the the assistant to the teacher and the professor reached out to me from Cornell, it was a little bit of like disbelief. And then there was also like, I think I've always kind of dealt with like the imposter syndrome as a lot of people probably do, but it's like, Oh man, like, I don't know, like, I'm not the best author either and best writer. I mean, I do my best, but you know, I was just kind of like, Oh, I hope it's, you know, actually going to add value to the students and, and all of that. So it was, there was a little bit of like, honestly, like fear on that yeah. side, but when that subsided and I kind of came to terms with, you know, being okay with not being some award-winning awesome author and just putting my ideas out there and, and, sharing what I have to share, you know, is really a huge honor. And I, I can't express that enough, like to be in the curriculum at the stage where these students are at to where there's a chance that, you know, some of the thinking and the approach and some of the ideas that I've shared might impact, you know, the future generation of hospitality and people that are coming out of Cornell, it's just such a a huge honor to be a, a part of that small part of that and, you know, I just, I really admire them for taking a chance on me and, you know, including that. And so it's been, it's been a fun journey and I've had students reach out to me and after that, and then, you know, with emails here and there, just thanking me for writing it. And so it's been a really fun to kind of see that, you know, the results of that.
1: I love that. And, you know, it's, it's always funny uh, every guest that I usually have. You can tell when someone comes from the industry and someone doesn't, right? Where it's like, hey, I created, I saw a problem in hospitality. So I created this business, never of operating a hotel or a lot of my cases, a short-term rental or whatever it might be. Right. And, you know, for you, you joined Longitude without any kind of real hospitality experience. But then now you guys are hotel owners. You, You own your own brand. And so I think. There's there's some specialness in the ability to say you you walk the talk and yeah, or you walk the walk, you talk the talk. And for me, I would love to to kind of glimpse into your experience at longitude, right? Working with brands, creating the the creative side for them to now merging into the hotel ownership space. What was that transition like for you? Yeah.
0: That's a great question. You know, I think to your point. Someone that's not from the industry at, in their background, um, you know, I can go. I think one of two ways you can, you know, try to fake it and like pretend like you're a pro and seasoned veteran in the house child industry, or like me, you can admit that you don't have all the answers and just try to surround yourself <laughs> with people that do. And yeah. so that was a, a huge part of a lot of lessons I learned over the years. Is you know, I don't, I don't need to be the subject matter expert in every single thing when it comes to hotels, but, you know, I want to be the subject matter expert when it comes to brand development for hotels and hospitality brands and how that, you know, translate through the entire guest journey and operations and marketing and all of that. But there's other people that are a lot more experienced, a lot better at everything else. So I'm okay with that. And so I, I think part of the transition from a big part of the transition from agency through longitude and you know serving clients to now becoming hotel owners through the Ozarker is team building it's building your inner circle of people you trust bringing on the right people and making sure that you're surrounding yourself with uh, people that know what they're doing and better than you ideally and then uh, when you get that special group together I think you know great things can happen but yeah that whole journey I could talk about the entire thing or I don't know how you want want me to start, but it's a definitely a, a interesting journey for me at least. So
1: Well let's talk about the inception, right? So longitude, yeah. you join and you write this book, Future of Hospitality in 2020. And like you said, a lot of people decide, hey, you know what? COVID, this whole world shut down thing, people are getting rude when they're going to restaurants or hotels or hotels are closed or whatever the situation right is. It's not for me anymore. I think, I think this, is my, this is my cutoff. And you went double down. You're like, yeah, this is, this is us. And now the inception point of like, hey, not just being an agency, we're going we're gonna to buy a property. You put a lot of time, money, and effort into it. Obviously, it wasn't a, a perfect turnkey property, uh, especially to create a brand around the Ozarker itself which has beautiful design. I, I've seen the pictures. I see the Instagram. It looks great. And for all the people listening, definitely check out the links in the show notes so you can see it for yourself as you hear this conversation. But, you know, where does the the inception moment begin? Does it begin early on and then just took time or did it happen pretty quick?
0: Yeah, I think the inception, it's hard to pinpoint exactly when, but, you know, as in, the, in a lot of cases i found the point of of an inception or what you would consider that and where you actually are making decisions like it used there was usually a lot of dreams and aspirations that are building up to that kind of moment and for us what that looked like you know as we were you know 2019 2020 getting like really digging our heels into hospitality and hotels specifically bringing on more clients in that realm and just like gathering inspiration and just what's our like dream client and, like t- having conversations like that. Through the years, we've had a, you know, the pleasure of visiting a lot of like amazing properties and getting to experience them. And, and, uh, you know, part of that, like, you know, you're gathering inspiration and you're gathering, I mean, just as a lot, probably a lot of people in the industry do. Like, you know, I've talked to so many people about, you know, they have a dream of one day opening their own hotel I and mean, you, you just start to think of like, you know, I, I love this, I might do this different, or I think I can do this better. And you're kind of just formulating you know, ideas that are really abstract at that moment. But when we started to look locally, again, I'm a Midwesterner born and raised and, you know, live in the Ozarks, We, we started having these conversations of like, you know, man, there's so many cool things on the coast, you know, in the mountains and, you know, all these other regions, but the Midwest, like there's not a lot of cool stuff really, especially in the Ozarks. There's just not a lot of great stuff that like would attract someone like us or you know this kind of younger traveler and so we started kind of we we actually tried a various concepts like and there's a couple of approaches I've found where you like develop a, a vision and a concept and then you try to identify a property, and then you know some people identify a property and then they build a concept around it, and I think both have their pros and cons, but we were kind of formulating the concept in our mind, and then I stumbled. Upon this property, you know, I I also got my real estate license back in um, 2021 and started looking for opportunities, commercial opportunities. And I found this property and I was like, you know, I think that has the bones for something, something cool. I sent it to Dustin and he agreed. And so we started the journey and we started taking some of the ideas and inspiration we had built upon and, you know, taking an Ozarks plant on it and kind of a local span and putting the concept together, the vision, some of the programming ideas. And then, you know, we, uh, we started having conversations with the broker in that time too, and the the current owner. And we were very close to getting it under contract. And we were actually with some, a couple of other partners at that time. And the two other partners that we were planning to partner with about, you know, a week or two before we were very close to having assigned a uh, PSA, it, they, you know, decided kind of the last minute, like, we're, we actually don't have time to do this and we're not going to be able to do it and commit to it. And Dustin and I like looked at each, we we went to copy or launch and, you know, I remember Dustin looked at me and like, what are we got? You know, what's the plan? What are we going to do? You know, how are we going to make this work? And I, I looked at him and I was like, I have no clue, but let's do it. So we decided to do it. We pulled the trigger. We put the earnest money down and had 90 days to figure it out. And right it pretty much a day after that, you know, I reached out to Stephen Chan with Eagle Point hotels, uh, who I'd built a relationship with through our podcast and just through, uh, independent lodging Congress. And I asked him if he had any interest to fly from San Francisco to the Ozarks and check out a property with me. And so he flew in and I showed him around and we gave him a big tour and he liked it. So he joined us as partners and that kind of kicked us off into the next steps so it was a big risk (laughs) yeah
1: well and you know it's it's crazy i want to kind of come back to a a beginning moment for you you talked about you had the entrepreneurial itch and never been able to really scratch it did any of this ever like cross your mind when you joined longitude as a partner and be like yeah we're gonna get into all this stuff and like i don't know because Everyone just thinks of this entrepreneurial journey as such a, a glamour sometimes, right? And in reality, it's just a lot of risk taking. And whether it's a big risk, like buying a hotel when you have two other partners or however many partners drop out and you're left alone with one partner to financially bet, you know, to put into it, that's a big risk. That's a, that's a pretty big risk. So, did that ever cross your mind, like getting into entrepreneurship?
0: I mean, the first, and back in 2018, when I first was joining as a partner at Longitude, like the idea, the concept of purchasing a hotel was not even on my mind at all. So, you know, move, moving through that journey of that, you know, three year period or so, three, four year period to the point where we were really serious about doing it. I think, I think I just kind of learned how exciting hotels and hospitality was. And, and especially I was getting more interested in real estate, commercial real estate. And it was just such an exciting category of real estate to me. And then on top of that, you know, being able to bring the connections and network and as well as the design thinking and brand thinking that we were bringing to Longitude already and seeing it play out and be successful for our clients. It gave us, I think, more confidence that the concept was going to work and the brand was going to work and resonate well because we've, we've. You know, this is something we do with our clients all day long in longitude. Just we're practicing and putting into place what we, what we're preaching to our clients and actually doing it for ourselves. And so I think we had more confidence on that front and then adding in, you know, once we brought in Steven and Eagle Point, you know, this isn't their first rodeo and they, they've done this a lot of times. And so they, they helped guide us through the rest of it and like kind of took us under their wing to you know, finish the underwriting, more due diligence, you know, put the, put the full deal together and get it closed and go through all that. And I've learned so much through that process over the last, you know, two years and it's helped me be a better, well, one, just grow in my knowledge of, you know, hotel management, development, investment, all of that, but also be a better partner and provider to our clients through longitude. Cause I have more context. I have a better understanding from an ownership perspective of what their challenges are and what they're thinking. And so I have, I feel like we have more to offer now as an agency to the benefit of our clients. And so that's been a really fun kind of transition for us too, is having more in-depth conversations with our clients beyond just the brand element, but talking about, you know, how is what we're doing today going to impact your operations, going to impact your marketing, going to impact your programming your staffing, your culture, you know, how, like, and hey, this is how we've seen it play out at the Ozarker, you know, this is what we've found. And like, we have better conversations, I think. And it's just been really fun to, to see that play out.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, but we, uh, we'll we go into that part here in a second. I kind of have two questions for you though. First one is, is the Ozarker ever inspired from the TV show, the Ozarks, any inspiration <laughs> from that TV show at all?
0: I don't think so. I I haven't actually seen the show but surprisingly living in the Ozarks, but I don't think there's much inspiration, at least from what I've gathered. But every time I have a conversation with someone, you know, that's outside of our region, that that's the first thing they always mention is the is the show of the Ozarks. We're trying to figure out from a PR perspective how to get Jason Bateman out to the, like the grained opening and the ribbon cutting, but it was gonna be too much of a, I, I just didn't think it was gonna work out, but I thought that'd be kind of
1: funny. I would say if you haven't seen the show, it was a far, it was a far shot for it to actually be inspired uh, with that. But yeah, it's something I was trying to hold off, not to ask you right in the beginning of the episode. So glad I made <laughs> it about 23 oh, minutes yeah. in. So, think up new March... records. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I, I guess next question, you know, maybe not even a question, just a topic I want to dive into with you, because when we were chatting about this episode and kind of like a direction to go, you know, I think it's, it's one thing it kind of, again, it comes back to the walking the walk and talking the talk as an agency, you guys are able to really like preach brand and like all these certain best practices, right? Like, you know, your craft and you know, it works through seeing it work with previous clients or other agencies and you know other examples, but doing it yourself is so different and being able to now go to your current or future clients and say, Hey, like, not only have we done this with however many hotels and brands before you, but we actually have done it with our own. And taking that creative experience, the digital experience, whether it's building out a better website that has a better UX and UI for the guests to, to fully capture the brand and what they're about to you know embark on in this journey of staying at that property, to then applying that on site and how that digital journey transfers into a human, realistic life journey whether they're staying with you for a night a week a month you know granted i doubt there's people staying in hotels for a month unless they're like a extended stay brand but you know what i'm saying the the overall kind of experience is about to to happen with their their stay what are like the top key factors that you see that apply from a digital experience to a in-person experience and when i'm saying key factors i'm more or less trying to say like what what transfers? What, what are the things that are super important from the digital to the physical? Yeah, I think, you
0: know, one thing that we do at Longitude, you know, to your point, from a branding perspective and, and a guest experience perspective is we take our clients that we're working through like the strategy of the brand and how that's implemented. And we go through the entire guest journey and the experience and different touch points along the way. You know, and digital is a huge pre-stay touch point, you know, you're talking about digital from a a website and booking engine perspective, you're talking about digital from a social media and PR perspective. you know, you're talking about all your OTAs and how you're listed there and kind of the, the language you're using through that. And, you know, there's a lot of different digital touch points that are just as valuable as, you know, when someone's staying at your hotel and they're in your, you know, the four walls of your, your property. And I think, you know, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of clients we've worked with in the past and some we haven't, you know, you see them so focused on the, you know, just when someone checks in till they check out that they're missing a lot of opportunities on, you know, the, the front end of their stay and the back end of their stay with uh, various touch points that you can really uh, cultivate and curate to make them special to and mem- memorable. You know, a lot of the same thinking, you know, as I mentioned about my previous kind of my first career and uh, you know, the digital space and e-commerce and iOS and all that app design. Um, you know, it's the thinking and kind of the uh, motivations, like we're asking a lot of the same questions as far as like, you know, what needs does this customer or this guest have, you know, what motivations, you know, is what's motivating their decision at this, at this point in time, what fears might they have, you know, what hangups might they have, you know, what, and then you're kind of using that to inform your decision uh, as far as what the, that touch point should look like or what this moment should look like and so i'm um, in the physical experience you know that manifests and you know how do we treat the guest you know actually i'll back up even before they check in you now what's the arrival moment look like you know when they're mm-hmm. pulling up to your your property you know what's your exterior signage look like what's the lighting look like the ambiance of your space you know Uh, Is there music playing outside your lobby as they approach? You know, once they enter, what do they smell? What's the scent that they get? How do you want them to, uh, how do you want a scent to evoke certain thoughts in their mind? Or, you know, how, how do you greet them? How do you, what's the check-in experience like? How efficient can we make it to make it really painless? You know, one thing for us at the Ozark, Ozarker was, you know, we are a very family friendly destination in, in branch Missouri. And we do get a lot of families through the Ozark. So we wanted the Ozarker to really reflect that and resonate with guests that are going there. So we were thinking through, you know, I'm I'm a parent too. I have two kids. So I, I, I get to understand from a parent perspective, but when you're checking in a hotel, like sometimes it takes like 15 minutes. You're just sitting there in a lobby. Your kids are like breaking stuff and running all around and you're stressing out carrying all this luggage, you know? And so we were like, what, what are some things that we could do to like, get the kids distracted or doing stuff where the parents don't have to stress out. So we added like a children's play nook in the lobby where, you know, kids just like magnets go, go right to that. They start playing with stuff and tinkering and reading books. And we also do uh, at guest or at check-in, we do a little, we partnered with a local company who does uh saltwater taffy, and is there, it's like famous in mm-hmm. Branson for the saltwater taffy. So we give the kids a little small package of that, you know, there's lots of stuff to do for kids and families there and, and just making it as quick and seamless and painless as possible is our goal. You know, obviously we don't always execute on that, but we definitely do our best to to do that. And so, you know, all of that thinking from a, a guest experience and just understanding who your guest is. And then when you know who your guest is and you realize that you're not for everybody, that allows you to just think through each stage of that guest journey and like, okay, So knowing this, this guest, what do they want? What are they looking for at this moment in their guest journey? What are they looking for over here? You know, after they say, what are they, what would resonate with them? And, you know, I think it's just understanding who your guest is, what your positioning is, and really just knowing how to, you know, implement that at each stage and understanding where those key points are too. So.
1: All right, so you're trying to grow your portfolio and your property management business, but sometimes owners don't have the best peace of mind when it comes to giving up the keys to their home to an unknown brand or company. And of course, let's be honest, sometimes we hear the horror stories of guests and the bad guests that stay in vacation rentals and throw parties. Well, safely as you covered, because not only do they screen your guests that are staying, but they also ensure that you are covered from all things such as ill intent, stupidity, a.k.a. vacation brain, and other things like pet damage and theft. While doing that, you're able to partner with Vintory and grow your portfolio with their marketing platform that helps ensure that you are attracting the right owners to your rental program and growing your business in the destination that you are in, or if you're in multiple destinations, that works too. So get the links in the show notes because both companies have special offers If you don't use a link, but you end up talking to them, guess what? Just tell them that Will Slicker sent you from Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, and they'll get you covered. And you can also let them know that maybe you've heard of them on our platform, hospitality.fm. So, of course, like always, make sure you grab the links in the show notes. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, back to the episode. I'm curious, how does that impact... Your text act decisions at all? Does that make an impact on who you pick from a vendor's perspective?
0: Yeah, it does. We've implemented some like messaging systems that you know help uh, you know send out messages through email and through text to help the guests check in. You know, guests can fill out uh, forms and things prior to the check-in. To where all they have to do at the front is basically give their name and they get their key card, and that's it. So that's been helping you know make that more efficient. Eventually, I think we're going to move to, uh, we, we couldn't fit it in the budget for the, the first phase, but down the road, we're going to uh, do our best to move to a kind of a key card access where you don't even have to go to the front desk and you just go straight to your door uh, with exterior corridor. It makes it even better because, you know, you don't have to deal with lugging your luggage to the check-in and then back to your room and vice versa, all this stuff. So uh, just making it as easy as possible. And then, you know, our tech stack, you know, from, you know, our email management system and kind of how we're sending out emails and how that connects to our POS and to our booking engine and all like just capturing all the information from our guests and consolidating it into one place it also gives us better insight once a guest does check in you know maybe some of their preferences maybe some of what they're what they're there to stay for understanding that so we can maybe help celebrate that with them if they're here for a birthday or for a romantic getaway or something like that, you know, I think we're doing our best to kind of uncover those moments and equip our staff to be able to do that easier too.
1: Yeah. There's a couple other things I want to bring up back in the day, especially when I first started, I started with the Marriott brand. I was an autograph collection. So, you know, there's less creativity when it comes to working with local companies and businesses as You have to kind of go with what the flag tells you, right? Versus now being on the independent side, you have the opportunity to work with a lot of local businesses and offer that local personalization, I think. And, you know, one of the things I always struggled with with that in the beginning was, you know, I'm not a bit. I came from Seattle. I'm not a big Starbucks fan. I actually despise Starbucks in the sense of like their coffee's not that great. So, of course, like having a Starbucks in our lobby, it was the only thing you could really refer people to because... It's in your lobby. And even though you love the Dutch Bros or whatever company down the street, you, you can't really promote it. And so from a locals perspective, I always kind of said in the beginning, especially when I got into short term rentals, was more of like hotels fail. And I, when I say hotels, I don't mean all hotels. I meant more of the bigger brands. They fail at focusing at the five blocks around them because they're so focused on creating the Starbucks in the lobby, the this, that, blah, 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 which is great. There's people that love that. And I definitely have a time and place where that is just, it's consistent. I know what to expect, but it does miss out on a big local community. So for you being on the independent side, you have no flag to really tell you what you can have in your lobby. No, you can't have a kid's nook here. You can't give out taffy. Like you don't have really anyone telling you that. What does that open up, and how have you seen that play a bigger role inside of that community locally, from business up, op- you know uh, opportunities or collaborations, maybe growing the economy, jobs, et cetera? I, I would be curious to see how that's you know played a ripple?
0: Yeah, I mean, local partnerships was like one of the first discussions we were having before we even had the the property on a contract, you know from a branding standpoint. I, who you align yourself with and who you collaborate with is one of the, you know, a huge important step for an independent hotel. You know, it, when you align yourself with the right brands, uh, it can do a lot for your, for your brand and do a lot for your goals. If you align yourself with the wrong brands, it can do the opposite. And if, like you said, if you don't align yourself with any local brands or do anything, it's not just, it's just not going to resonate well. And it's going to, you know, flop for a lot of uh, hotels. So for us we were thinking through and we do this with our clients too. The Ozarker from a conceptual level was, you know, let's, let's look at the Ozarks. What makes it special historically, culturally? What's, why do people visit here? Take the best of, of all of that kind of, you know, break away from the things that are maybe bad perceptions or reputation with this area, but let, let's highlight the best parts and then let's elevate it a little bit to make it more modern, make it more approachable to the modern traveler right and in doing that you know as a con, as a high level concept we wanted to look at other brands and other people in the area and the ozarks that are trying to do that too or doing that effectively so you know from our coffee supplier who's uh kingdom coffee who's a ozarks local ozarks brand you know they're they do great stuff they're their coffee shops are like top level design they're doing amazing stuff their roasts are amazing locally owned i'm good friends with you know the owners and so that was an easy decision. Like we need to work with them. We're looking at other brands that are have just started up and are trying to like really elevate the brand in the Ozarks market. And so we started having conversations with them. We started, you know, even before we reopened uh, re- as the Ozarker, we started doing some uh, last Christmas actually. We did a twelve days of Christmas campaign with twelve brands, like local brands, and we were doing cl- uh, collaborative giveaways with them each day for twelve days. And. You know, they were super excited about it, what we're trying to do. We were excited to have, you know, be able to access their audience and do a cool giveaway with them that brought in a lot of followers and a lot of awareness to the Ozarker. And it was just a win win for everybody. And as we're, you know, going through planning our food and beverage program, as we're going through our merchandise and retail component, some of the programming and activations we're doing on the property, it's all through this local first lens. And as best we can, like, let's think of ways where, Let's start local and see if there's a provider or someone that can help us with this. And that's our first question, you know, and if not, then we look, you know, outside of that or regional or whatever, but brand partnerships, alignments, you know, it's huge. So, uh, very important to independent hotels. And that's really what makes a part of the indie, you know, mindset, kind of the value proposition for Indies as a whole is. You know, you get you get to taste and you get a flavor for the neighborhood you're in, for the area you're in. And you get to really experience it in a way that you otherwise wouldn't get to.
1: Yeah, it's not like they're going to see the same thing that they're going to get when they look at Google Maps or Yelp or something like that. It's, uh, it's going to be a little bit more custom, which leads perfectly into a topic I want to jump into with you on personalization with guests, whether it's a first-time guest or a repeat guest. How do you guys approach that as a brand, especially in the independent mindset where, you know, I think a lot of times people try to automate things as much as possible. Human capital is very, very, very tight these days, as you can imagine with any hospitality business. So how do you guys approach personalization and trying to make that special kind of guest experience moment for for guests?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I'll just speak from my own personal experience and kind of like how I approach it. You know, I think it's really a service the servant leadership mindset and being very empathetic as much as you can at all times towards your team members, towards, you know, guests, towards anybody really day in and day out. I think hospitality, the hospitality mindset really is outside of the industry of hospitality. It's really a way of living, a way of being. And that's why it's, you know, it's, it can be very difficult for hotels and hospitality brands when they're, you know, even in the hiring process, like it's hard to train someone to be empathetic, to be a good listener, to love other people and to, uh, you know, just be, uh, have that hospitality approach. It's hard, very difficult to train that. What's easier is to find someone that has all of those traits inherently, not just who they are as a person, and then train them to do the task at, in the job description you need them to do. Um, so in a perfect world, you know, I would be hiring and, and we, we, I think we've done this pretty successfully. The Ozarkers hiring people that love people that want to go above and beyond, that just, you know, have a servant leadership mindset and, you know, in doing so that gives you a a great team of people looking out for moments that that they can elevate for a guest or, you know, maybe they notice little small things and then, you know, they're sensitive to that and they can you know, address that or help, help alleviate it or help, you know, give them recommendations or, you know, just, uh, you know, be there for them and just be aware of what's going on and be present. And you're, you know, you're uncovering and turning over stones, as I think Danny Myers mentioned in his book of, you know, looking for opportunities to really just rise to the occasion. And so you can train some of that as far as like more from an operational, like, like just a technical standpoint sometimes too but really it comes down to a hard positioning of the people you're buying or people you're buying, people you're hiring. <laughs> and, and, and doing that, I think that gives you a, a much greater chance of providing a, a strong guest experience. And I think to me that in that, in any organization, I think it's top down trickle down thing, trickle down is kind of a negative term. And, you know, when you're talking about like government and whatever, but yeah. you know, trickle down from like a GM I mean, even, I mean, ownership and then GM and then the team, like everyone needs to have that mindset from the top down. And when, you know, to practice what you preach, it's a, you know, avoiding that do, as I say, not as I do type thing. Um, you know, you want that to be your whole culture and organization. So that's, it's very difficult, but and when it's done well, I think it can uh, make a huge impact and not just in your property, but in your entire, you know, region and that's really what we're trying to do with the Ozarks is present the Midwest and the Ozarks is like this heart of hospitality come have a great time everyone's welcome you know that type of approach so
1: how do you feel like you guys have done with that mission and goal
0: I think we're doing pretty well Uh, there's always room for improvement and you know that's why we have uh, calls with our team weekly We still do that every week with our general manager and Springboard Management or Springboard Hospitality, who's our management partner. You know, we're still relatively new. We opened in July of this year. So we're working out kinks. We're trying to, you know, catch our strides still. But I think overall, it's been a a hugely positive feedback from guests, lots of great reviews, people really excited about it. And so we want to keep that momentum and uh, keep pleasing guests and having a great time doing it.
1: Is there ever a vision or a goal of opening up more as the time, you know, unravels and goes on?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would love to, um, we're working on another project. I can't really talk about it right now, but we are working on another project in Colorado, which will, I think will be pretty cool, but it's, uh, you know, we definitely have aspirations, especially for, for me and Dustin just personally, I think we still have a lot of aspirations for the Ozarks in the Midwest. And so we're still really looking for partners and opportunities in that space. But, uh, yeah, I midway through, I remember having a conversation with Dustin and Steven about this. And I was like, I feel like I'm either going to never want to do this again or want to do a lot more of these. And so it's definitely the latter I want to do. You know, I want to do more of these and it's a lot of fun, but I know, I now know how much work it takes. So I'm trying to pace my expectations about how it's going to, play out. And, you know, it's been one of the hardest things and most fulfilling things I've ever done.
1: And say most of the hardest things in our life are usually the most impactful in good and bad ways. So it's a kind of comes with the territory. I think when you are ready to share more about this Colorado project, please let me know because you're talking about my backyard right now. So definitely, definitely would love to hear more and invite you guys on the pod or if you're in town. You know, let's uh, let's do it in person to shoot. Let's uh, let's get a, a fun, maybe an event or a live live show going. It'd be super fun. Yeah. No, I love this, and I could probably geek out with you for hours and hours and hours about guest experience and journey and all the all the brand things and tech stacks and localization and community. I am curious, though. Can, I recently had Richard Walter from from Muse on the podcast, and the guy I basically I call what ha, has what I call hospitality theology and just is it gets biblical with it basically and it's it's super inspiring and obviously ambitious because it's a lot right you're talking about a a journey which most people you know i would say from an outside perspective could say yeah i stay at a hotel i'm pretty much there for 8 hours that's usually to maybe grab a drink go to bed wake up get ready head out or if you're there for you know 48 hours, then obviously it's a little bit different. But your time in the property, in stay, is usually looked out from the time of sleeping and maybe using it for a couple activities, happy hour, dinner, et cetera. Where now hoteliers, you know, Richard talks about expanding into a, a 365 experience, right? Where how does the, the hotel brand go beyond just the stay? It goes into the life and to the home and to... The travel in general, whether it's with you or anywhere else, do you ever think the indie side of the industry outside of maybe the brands from Marriott to Hilton to whoever, do you think there's a a possibility where something like the Ozarker becomes a more lifestyle brand rather than a hotel brand for people to stay in, but actually becomes part of like their outer lives, basically, if that makes sense. Do you ever think like the indie hotel sector would get to a point like that?
0: Yeah, I think, I guess if I'm thinking of it as like a, just as we would want brand alignments as an organization or a company, I think, you know, you've always heard individuals that want to align themselves with brands as well. So I think one thing that's been interesting after opening the Ozark and having a lot of guests through the door is, you know, people really resonate and love it to the point, you know, obviously they're buying merchandise and hats and shirts and all that. Um, but, you know, they're, they're anticipating their next day already before they even, you know, leave our doors and they're becoming like loyal fans of ours, you know, after their stay and they're sharing. And we have like a private Facebook group that we've, we started, you know, where we have like close to a thousand people in there that we just kind of post like little nuggets of things that are, you know, we just share privately in there. And, you know, I think people want to align themselves with this brand because it's the Midwest. It's in the Ozarks. A lot of people, just like Dustin and I, you know, have a lot of pride for where we live and a lot of love for it. But there's just not a lot to, there hasn't historically been a ton to get excited about just from a, you know, lodging perspective or a brand perspective. And so we're trying just to change that. And I think, you know, to your point, I think The Ozarker and places like that, I think are really valuable from a, not only just a local travel perspective, but from a regional brand and economic development perspective, it can be, it could be impactful in that way. And we're hoping the Ozarker will be that to where, you know, when people think of the Ozarks, like we want the Ozarker to be like top on their mind of like bucket list places to stay and align themselves with. So and I don't know if that's answering your question directly, but, you know, I think we definitely want to be something that people bring home with them in a way where, you know, they want, they're already anticipating their next day. They're, they made great memories and it's like a, a legacy for their family. You know, a dream of mine is, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, kids that visited the Ozarker have such great memories of the Ozarker. They're bringing their kids and they're bringing their families and it's just like multi-generational just you know fun so hopefully is that what
1: you're getting at definitely and see I think the to to go more into to the rabbit hole of that conversation is a, a lot of people I think maybe even hearing that episode probably assume like oh this has to be it means like you're 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 a Nike or an Airbnb right where everything referenced to short-term rental is now Airbnb right or something like that and I think especially being in the media industry in a niche category hospitality hotels vacation rentals restaurants all that stuff i'm seeing that it doesn't need to be this big grand scale like you need to become the next nike and create just do it or Mm -hmm. be referenced as an airbnb but that thousand people that are part of this private community with you guys that is impacting a lifestyle and and a beyond the stay kind of impact with this guest that you're more than just a hotel and i think it humanizes it more so like Quality over quantity, basically. You don't need to be a million follower type brand. You could be a 10,000 follower, a thousand follower, a hundred follower yeah. brand that has that ripple effect of being more than just a thing that they think about when they're in the eight hours of sleeping or maybe the, the weekend getaway It's something that's anticipated, thought about, applied into their life, and maybe even kind of creating a community that has that ripple effect uh doesn't matter how big the size so that yeah what you said really goes into that perspective of you know quality over quantity and you know creating something that goes beyond just hey i stayed there for a weekend one time in my life no it's hey i stayed there every summer brought my kids my kids now go there their kids are going to have kids and they're going to bring their kids there and hopefully that you know the generation of staff and and ownership if it's with you or not uh continues to keep that legacy so yeah, I, I, that's well, well said, well said, Jeremy. Yeah, and just a
0: couple uh, ways we've we've allowed people to take home the Ozarker with them. I mean, like I said, obviously merchandise, but like shirts and stuff. But we also do Christmas or- ornaments seasonally that are basically like little enamel coffee mugs, and so you know it allows people to make like another moment when they're home putting it on their tree. I uh, picked together with the help of an illustrator, a uh, children's book as well called rusty's big adventure in the ozarks and uh that was a really fun book to put together and and people are i mean it's flying off the shelves but you know guests are taking <laughs> that home with them and reading it with you know it talks about the ozarker and it talks about all the, the adventure of this dog who gets lost from his family and visits all these cool places in the ozarks and but yeah you know stuff like that it gives people you know little, little reminders of their special time at the ozarker and you know, I'd love to be able to replicate that, you know, maybe in a, maybe not in the exact brand of the Ozark, but in that collect, like that family of brands or collection of brands that are all fit that mold. You know, I'd love to look and find other opportunities in the Ozarks and the Midwest to, to do that.
1: I just made the whole episode for me, Rusty's adventures in the Ozarks. I, I'm, I'm going to yeah. get that book. That that's a book I can get. I can read. <laughs>
0: It's on a, on Amazon. You can check it out, but you, we have them on our shelves of the Ozarker too. But actually, uh, I, I was working from the Ozarker a couple of weeks ago, and a guest came up to me. and Was like, "Can you sign this?" And I, was like, I was kind of shocked. I was like, "So, I signed a little children's book and wrote a little message to the uh, to her grandson." So that was funny.
1: Oh, dude, that's so special. That's so special. I love that. I truly do. And, and the, honestly, such a great moment or or time to wrap up the episode and and to to let our listeners I think leave this episode with a smile I I, that put a smile on my face if you're listening to that uh just now and you're not smiling you should see a therapist because that was that that's awesome I I just think that's so cool and so creative so you know I I love the -the out-of-the-box thinking I think it's it's for so long especially as an entrepreneur I think we can get so stuck with our head down and trying to run the business making sure you're running the team the team is running smooth you're not putting out fires every day and to to hear the creative out of the box thinking that most hotels don't do right like it's you think a lot of people just think of a hotel as a hotel and that's it is what it is so to to hear the 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 moments outside of the brand and outside of the property like a children's book or a coffee mug ornament you know just it, it's, it's exciting for me. I, I geek out over that. So Jeremy, it's, this has been a real treat and a real pleasure. Obviously all the listeners and slick talkers out there that listen, no, I'm going to link everything in the show notes, but if you had one link to send anybody who liked this episode, wanted to connect or get to know more about what you guys are doing, what link would that be to send them to?
0: Yeah. Check out longitudebranding.com, And uh, we have a lot of great resources and we can connect with us through there
1: awesome well thank you so much and as all of you slick talkers know this is not the one episode that you will be listening to hopefully you'll be tuning in every week so make sure you like and subscribe to all things longitude the ozarker and everything jeremy has talked about and of course like always we'll see you again next week What's up slick talkers. This episode is brought to you by my first time ever sponsors and partners at hostfully. Now the whole point of sponsorship for me is to try to make it as simple for you as possible. So that way you have no brainer solutions for your business as you continue to dive into slick talk content. So hostfully basically in the simplest format that I can describe them is they are your hub for running your short-term rental business and brand. Hostfully has the best channel partners and integrations such as Airbnb, Verbo, and of course, Booking.com. They have the best integration marketplace so you can connect to other sponsors like Safely, Minute, and other tech solutions for your business. And they have the best features in order to help you run your business smoothly, just like their mobile app. So you can not only have Hostfully on your desktop, but you can have Hostfully on the go with your mobile device Anywhere in the world, as long as you have Wi Fi and service. Now, make sure to like and subscribe to all things hostfully, but you can grab my link in the show notes to save $100 off on their PMP, which is their property management platform. And of course, you'll have access to their amazing digital guidebooks to help enhance your brand for your guests.